Dunhuang. Situated along the ancient Silk Road, where fine arts and divine beliefs merged with the natural world. It's where the East and West interacted and where the world's largest Buddhist art gallery still fascinates and amazes people today. A place where stories of life and death, love and hatred, passion and desire, faith and sacrifice have been generated and told for 2,000 years. Buckle up for our podcast, Why We Love Dunhuang, the one and only podcast that can take you to the fantasy world of Dunhuang and beyond through our audio tour. Listen and subscribe for free on major podcast platforms. Why we love Dunhuang? You will have your answers. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable with myself, He Young. I'm joined by Yushun in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. Coming up, high school reunions are a great way to reconnect with old friends and classmates, but they can kick up some unhappy memories or become a competition game you never signed up for. Is it still worth going? And we share with you what we've read, what we've watched, what we've enjoyed, essentially what's made us happy in Roundtable's happy place. And there's another way to get in contact with us that is beyond sending an email to ezfmroundtable at voxmail.com. That is to share with us a question that's been bothering you, and we'll do the research and provide a discussion tailor-made to your question. And please send your voice question to ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. Your voice could be featured in our heart-to-heart segment. Our podcast listeners can find us at Roundtable China on Apple Podcast. Now on Roundtable, as we continue today's discussion. Old school reunions provide a chance to catch up with old friends and reminisce over the good old days and sometimes not so fond memories as well. One vlogger's high school class reunion videos have gone viral. He interviewed one old pal at a time. They've all got good grades in Gaokao or the notoriously competitive Chinese college entrance examination, but still life has led them on different paths. So Yushun, what's really struck a chord with so many viewers with this series of videos online? Yes, this vlogger called Zaixia Huizi or Am Huizi revisits his high school classmates randomly by picking one of his classmates with blindfold on to see the diverse paths they've taken in life. You know, some of his classmates have entered the financial industry and attained financial freedom. Others have chosen careers in local media or pursued doctoral degrees or even become celebrities. This variety of choices has ignited a vibrant debate among netizens. And it brings up a kind of um, thought-provoking question is that does excelling in academics always guarantee the smooth journey through life's challenges? Because, you know, in this vlogger's video, first of all, they are all from a locally prestigious high school. And then he, his classmates all achieved good results in college entrance examination, or we call it Gaokao, and were admitted to excellent schools. And that makes the audiences, 
you know, really curious about what kind of lives these traditionally thoughts of good students have led, and also it strikes the discussion on what is success or what is the achievement that you could have when you are perceived as a good student. Yeah, there's a lot of this discussion about does a top-notch student do well in. Society in real life, and let's check it out. Like after ten years or twenty years, and see what happens. And with this vlogger's videos,、um, it's only ten years after graduation, and I mean, life is so much longer than that.、Uh, this is only, I think, maybe the first leg of the journey, or whatever you call it.、Um, yeah, Josh, what do you make of it?、Um, well. I think that academic success definitely doesn't guarantee financial success at all. I think there are many other factors that are much more powerful and that can lend much more of a hand、um, in helping one to achieve financial success or career success. So, yeah, I, I don't think academia on its own is that important. To be honest, I think that institutions are very important, especially when it comes to universities. I think if you Manage to get into some of those very prestigious universities. I think that the people that you meet there and having that stamp from that university is much more important than the grades that you get. I mean, just think about it. If you know somebody that went to Oxford or Cambridge or Yale or Harvard or whatever, many people don't even ask what they studied or what grade. Never mind what grade they got. Right? It's enough that they just went there. Right, so I know this is talking in sort of the most extreme terms at the best universities in the world, but I think this also happens in high school as well, although it's a little bit different. There is a lot of evidence to suggest that there is a relationship between education level and income, and I think that higher education does, especially, tends to correlate with higher average income levels. But I think that this really varies depending on things like occupation,、mm -hmm. industry, and there's there's so many other factors. As well, that come into this, like market conditions, depending on we, where people are, where they live. I'm from Scarborough, a small seaside town in the UK. I now live in Beijing, so the market conditions are completely different for me compared to where, where I live, for example. Also, experience, networking ability. I think all of these things are much more important, to be honest.、Mm. And this possibly strikes a chord with a lot of people, or at least. Uh, garnered their interest because、um, you're you're looking at supposedly the specimen of a group of people that are high achievers in up till high school and even、uh, in college as they all got good grades、um, to get into college. So for Chinese people, because there's just so much built up anticipation, it's almost like Gaokao is. It's like a finishing line. Like we've we've pent up so much energy, and you've worked so long just so that you could do well in that one examination. Although you know, increasingly, maybe this is not such intensely felt for everyone,、um, as maybe people have other avenues to go, and Gaokao might not be the only way to go. But still,、um, in, in the popular. Sort of mindset.、Um, people want to draw some references and see, oh, how are these people doing? Since they've done apparently so well up to that point, and in ten years' time, what happened? And the the series of、uh, videos showed that 
um, I, I didn't really like the way it was phrased, but there's this girl that apparently was kind of ordinary in the class that people didn't really pay much attention to her, but she seemed to be the one that's most sure about herself, content about her situation in uh, the videos 10 years later. And the other um, classmates who supposedly fit the bill of success, according to mainstream standards, all seemed so anxious. And, and there was this girl, and I really appreciated her candor. She was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I want to do. And this is uncertain. Everything is in my industry, and I am so lost. And I think just that kind of um, very just real reaction from people is what makes a lot of these short videos popular because they're not polished, they're not rehearsed, and, um, and, and it speaks to the anxiety of a lot of people who are in similar kind of situations. So I guess the point is at least up to like <laughs> 10 years after graduation, those who did really well in school, um, they might be just equally as lost as everybody else. And, um, and maybe we can just make peace with um, you can't control this. And also grades aren't everything, especially after you've entered the workforce. Yeah, um, I think... Uh, when I was watching that video of that girl who was really like, you know, content with her current life, but not with a very high score at school, you know, maybe she is not, she was not that very outstanding one. But I think um, her main idea is about she does not seek comparisons with others, but live at the moment, but live her life, um, you know, I think when we jump to that video of who the, the girl who is really lost in her industry, I think because they are perceived as good students and they have that kind of good grades at school and they have that kind of, um, you know, intangible pressure that the society is given to them. They kind of um, under that kind of pressure of um, I have to excel in my area or I have to excel in my career otherwise i will not be as good as others think um and in that case they are living under that kind of pressure or even that guy you know i saw that that one who is pursuing doctoral degree but he's not necessarily very happy living his life and he is also seeking you know the destination or his desire his aspiration in his life so the point is that do we really need to um, achieve that kind of a societal expectation or we only need to live at the moment. And also, I think a lot of this is in our heads that you have to live up to a certain expectation and that expectation could be very singular of one way to measure success or whatever you call it. Um, in fact, in life, I, I don't necessarily think success is what, of course, everybody's, you know, entitled to their own opinion on this. But uh, as I've said many times on the show, um, it's about fulfillment and what you deem as good for you. And I think we've reached a point in society that it's just a fact that everybody's 
got their own game to play and um, we're not in the same competition as such. Um, maybe just maybe that can free up some headspace, can can uh, relieve a, a little bit of the pressure that you're not competing in the same game um, unless you think that, oh, making the most amount of money is is what you decide as important, then sure. Um, there are plenty of people that you can join that race with and um, and see how you feel not winning. Um, so so yeah, I think just in in life, um, it, it's a it's a lesson for everyone to truly find the thing that matters to you or the um, metrics that matter to you. So um, aside from catching up with old friends, old school reunions could be a source of anxiety and stress for many people as well. Um, what's the purpose of this whole thing? Um, I think still it's about a reunion of all of your old classmates or even old friends, right? Um, because I think in real life, it won't be that dramatic, you know, as in some TV series are showing somebody <laughs> will confess their love to the girl sat next to him or just finally shock your crush who ignored you in school. A reunion is kind of an opportunity for um, the members of your graduating class to reconnect and celebrate how far you've all come or maybe recall the foolish things that you did in, this, in the past. Because many people who, you know, don't uh, work in their hometown or simply just move away may never see their old classmates again without reunions. So this is more kind of um, opportunity for them to um, recall all of the old memories. And I think it should be um, a good thing and a happy thing for you to communicate with your old friends. But, you know, sometimes you will have that kind of mind that I need to be um, as shine as possible to meet all of my old friends, to show them that I am living a good life. Um, I don't know that is a state of mind of comparison, but it's more like a state of mind that you don't want to live worse than others. Maybe that is a comparison. <laughs> yeah, Josh, do you think these high school reunions or just old school reunions are worth going to? Not for me, it's like hell on earth for me, to be honest. And I think that uh, that's just me personally. I, I think you shouldn't, you sort of answered your own question there, right? Like you said, is it, is this comparison? Is this competition? And yes, it is. Every single part of it is, right? And I mean, I, I get it. It's going to be really fun. But for me, I, I just don't like any situation where I feel too pressured to sort of display to people how far I've come in life. And I don't know. I mean, I, I had, I hated high school. So that's, that's definitely the main reason why it mm. sounds awful to mm. me. Um, and I've absolutely no desire to, I wish everybody well, but I have absolutely no desire to ever see any of these people again, you know? Um, and mm. that, that's not, no hate or disrespect to them at all. I just don't want to see a lot of them again. And I'm done with that part of my life. But I, I think that they can be positive. It depends on you, really. I'm I'm conflicted about this, but I think the social mm. expectations for this kind of event are pretty real. And I think most of us, if we're going to be honest, we're going to try and present the best version of ourselves if we're going to go there, right? Maybe even a little bit better than reality. Um, I think that 
memories and past experiences are very powerful from high school, right? If, if we're talking about high school. For some, they can be so yeah. powerful on the more traumatic side. For others, they can be very positive. Yeah, it really depends on how we feel, um, how we were affected by our own school experiences. And if you had a great time in high school or in college or whatever age um, you attended school, then yeah, going back to school reunions could be a great thing. But it might feel very differently for for those who didn't really enjoy a great time or maybe some people who feel like, well, I've done well, I want to show off and, and prove myself. Then, <laughs> But I don't know. I think when it's, um, you know, with true friends, you don't necessarily feel you need to prove yourself or is there the sense of competition so strongly then I think they're your people and, and it's always nice to hang out with them. And uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a school reunion, right? Because um, if these are people you met from school and you are true friends, then you're already in touch with them, I would think. Um, right. Yeah, but, but it's really funny. Like it kind of also depends on age and then the things that you're quote unquote comparing are different um for my dad for example like he went to attend one of his uh it's not really a class reunion but a reunion with friends he 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 likes there were like about 10 15 of them they're all like in their 60s now and uh there was still this friendly competition but it's do you still have hair standing on your head <laughs> um let, let's compare our um, blood pressure. Who's got the lowest? Well, you're the winner. And, uh, you know, maybe the, the um, who's, who's got the slimmest uh, waistband, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, so then it's like who lives the longest and it's a friendly competition. And then it's not about achievements. It's not about, you know, running this rat race and see who comes first. But it's just some old chums um, who are, uh, making jokes and having a good time. And that's my idea of a really fun um, reunion. Um, not the type that is like, oh, it's so tiring. Just the at the thought of going with a whole bunch of people and you feel like you need to perform. And, and that's that's something I guess we can live without. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with our own minds or our own idea. If you are going to the reunion without any, you know, thoughts of comparing or showing off your current situation, then I don't think others' action or others' words will affect you. And um, we always say that you don't need to, you know, care about what others think. But when you are not caring, then you are caring, actually. So I would say... Um, at some moment, you can be self-oriented in this regard and try to achieve the goal that you set for yourself. And then in that case, you will you will not try to compare yourself to others, but just to compare with yourself. Yeah, we also tend to give grace to ourselves that we've changed but forever remember people for how they were in school, good or bad. So I'll say extend and give grace and you've changed so has everybody else hopefully um we're all on a journey and no one has gone through life without some bumps in the road and yeah those school years don't define you um and hopefully we come out of it a person 
that is more refined and, and happier in that sense. Coming up next, Roundtable's Happy Place. Delivery. 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 What is it? Happiness from Roundtable. It's the hour of Roundtable with myself, Hua Young. I have Yushun and Josh Cotterell joining the discussion. So Josh, what's your happy place? My happy place is September 1st, and this is for several reasons. I think September 1st is always an important date or it's quite a um, a symbolic date in the year because it's usually the start of the academic year and it's often still for some reason how I think about age because I always think about if someone's in the same year as me or was at the, in the same year as me at university or even high school and it usually starts in the UK at least on September 1st but it also happens to be my younger brother's birthday and it's just a day that for some reason has become so important to me and I've seen it almost as the start of my year and also I think on this date every year almost I've released a new piece of music so September 1st is here and I'm happy on this day because I will release new music and I will also be able to let my little brother know how much I care about him and just I think it's just really important for me to show my love and appreciation for him and to acknowledge him um, and acknowledge his strengths and try to build that bond with him. So yeah, September 1st is just generally a really positive day for me. And I feel a lot of happiness from that. So happy birthday, Alfie Cotterell. And please go and listen to my new song. It's called Feathers. F-E-A-T-H-E-R-S by Axis Neptune, which is my stage name, I guess, my band's name. And you know what? It, where to look for it, I guess. Everybody, uh, everywhere on streaming platforms. Yes. Okay, and, and happy birthday, Josh's younger brother. Um, sending you lots of best wishes. Yeah, I'll let him know. Yeah, from Rantable. Yes. Thank <laughs> That's you. That's great. Yeah, I yes, will. I can feel happiness in the air. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. What about you, Yushun? What's your happy place? Well, this week, my happy place is my own place, which is my own apartment. Um, you know, after a <laughs> what <laughs> whole month of uh, dealing with life without water. The annoying sounds of, you know. Ow. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've been suffering from a whole month of annoying sounds of smashing and cracking down my floor. Um, it, and um, finally, it was so relieved and comforting when the plumbing in my home was finally replaced. Um, it, it all began when, you know, a government policy of renovating old residential neighborhoods. Well, yeah, of course, it's a good and a beneficial initiative for all of the residents here because they're actually replacing the old plums for residents for free. But I have to say the process is quite you know, frustrating because we had no water supply for basically a whole month. But uh, at least fortunately, the construction team prepared a sink for each floor uh, and public toilets and shower room, of course. But um, throughout the process, I felt, you know, um, a mixture 
of both frustration and anticipation because the noise of drills and hammers, you know, basically they they are echoing <laughs> through the house, through the floors, through the building, and the sight of you know exposed pipes became a, basically a common sight. But you know, I always tell myself that every step that they took is bringing me closer to the day when I could finally turn on the tap without any fear of leaks or pressure issues because because of some super rusty pipes. Um, so that's because that's exactly what I saw when they were replacing all of these pipes, you know. So I think that's why this initiative is so timely and necessary. And uh, finally, the day arrived uh, when all of the repairs was completed and I turned on the faucet and the water just flowed uh, smoothly <laughs> and I couldn't help but let out a you know sigh of relief and uh, joyful smile and the hard work the, the inconvenience even the mess were all worth it in the end and um, I I was standing in my kitchen <laughs> and enjoying you know, the simple pleasure of running water and re realize that um, the sheer <laughs> happiness can come from the simplest things like a fully functional plumbing system. Yeah, which is absolutely crucial to living a happy life in an apartment that I, I, I second you, my friend. And what an interesting take on Happy Place. Everybody's interpretation of what it entails seems <laughs> to be so different. <laughs> okay, yeah. and uh, what I want to share with you uh, for this week's Happy Place is Roundtable has received the award of Radio Podcast of the Year 2023 at the Asia Podcast Awards, hosted Whoa. by Radio Days Asia the largest and leading conference for radio, audio, and podcast and broadcasting partners in Asia and Australia, and Radio Info, an Australian professional audio media. And I'll be speaking at the event about radio and podcasting in China. And of course, share our story of Roundtable and all these years that we've spent together on the show. Therefore, I shall be away on a business trip to Malaysia next week. Our team has prepared a feast of content for next week's show, so do stay tuned for that. And that brings us to the end of today's roundtable. Thank you so much, Yushun and Josh Cotterell, for joining the discussion. Thank you for tuning in. You can find us on Apple Podcasts at Roundtable China. I'm He Young. We'll see you next time.